At Kroger, we know the minute a tomato is picked, the fresh timer starts. The sooner we get our produce to you, the fresher it is. That's why we've shortened the time from harvest to home for our tasty tomatoes, strawberries, and salads. So no matter how you shop, you have more time with your fresh produce. Kroger, fresh for everyone. And now, shop what you love and save $2 on each participating item when you buy three or more with your card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome to Let's Talk About It. I am your host, Taylor, and today we're going to get a little bit into some business stuff. Uh, We're still going to chat about mental health and how being an entrepreneur can impact your mental health. And today I will be joined by Lauren Berger, aka Intern Queen, and who now also has Career Queen. Um, She is the author of Get It Together, which is a great book that you guys should definitely check out. And I'm really excited to chat with her today because as a entrepreneur, all of this stuff is very relevant to me. So hopefully we can all learn along with Lauren today. Um, so without any further ado, uh, let's hop on this call with Lauren. So hello, Lauren. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you on here. Um, I do get a lot of questions from people about, you know, entering counseling and enter, you know, they're in grad school and trying to figure out like what they want to do. And so I'm really excited to kind of get into this little bit of like business kind of talk as to how we can maybe help people figure some of this stuff out. Great. Yeah. Um, And so you just recently released your third book, correct? Yep. It's just, just came out a few months back. It's called Get It Together. <laughs> I love that title. <laughs> That's like, um, I feel like whenever I'm having like a low day, I'm always like, girl, get it together. Like you can do this, get it together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so funny now that the book title is named that I feel like I overhear so many people like saying it out loud to themselves. Like, Oh, I just need to get it together. Yeah. So yes. Very happy with the title choice. <laughs> yes. Very good. Um, and I'm curious, I mean, to talk about like, getting it together and having it together like for you what is that what does that look like when you know you've you've got it together well I don't think I've I don't think I have it together yet so I think, yeah <laughs> but I am actively working on it um but I think it's kind of I think it's a mix of knowing your own needs mm-hmm. and sort of knowing what works for you and kind of doing your best to set up your life on a day-to-day so that you're putting yourself in the situations that you want to be in and that you're prioritizing. I mean, I found that I do so many of my decisions are based on what other people want Mm -hmm. and not what I want. So I, I just think that getting it together is prioritizing yourself, not in a selfish way, um, but just kind of knowing your needs and knowing what works for you and feeling like you are in control of your life, both personally and professionally, and your calendar isn't in control of you. I love that so much. That was like the most wonderful answer. Let me just say that. Um, and yeah, I totally agree. Like, I think it is always a little bit of a work in progress. Like there are definitely some days that I'm like, man, I got my shit together. And other days that it's like, yeah, no, I really need to get it together. Um, so it is definitely a bit of a work in progress on a day to day. And um, I think so many people struggle with that, with feeling like they're not in control of, of not only their personal life, but their career life as well. 
Um, and I know I've definitely struggled from from feeling a little bit of that weight. Um, and I've, I've had several other guests, even on the podcast, one specific I'm thinking of was my uh, girlfriend Morgan, who came on and talked about kind of moving through this dark period in her life and feeling like her social calendar just completely like controlled her whole life and that her calendar was always completely booked and um, this the weird sense of value and worth that comes along with being busy whether it's socially or uh, business wise with your with your career that you know we feel a lot more valuable and like we're worthy of these things and we're an important person and we're doing well when we're really really busy yeah absolutely I think um, you know we used to all use we all used to use the word FOMO, you know, that mm-hmm. we all have the fear of missing out. And now people are calling it JOMO, Jomo the yeah. joy of missing out, right? <laughs> and yeah, that kind of reminds me of, you know, what you're saying is that, you know, it's slow, slowly things are changing and we're finding more value and just having time to ourselves and realizing that, like you said, your worth isn't defined by how many things are on your calendar. So I, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm I'm curious for you and this, you know, you've also had intern queen and now have um, career queen, and was hoping maybe you could touch a little bit on those too, uh, because I think kind of in both of those, I'm sure you've encountered this sense of like being busy and um, being an entrepreneur, even for yourself personally with the businesses that you have and writing these books, you know, how you deal with the busyness. Yeah. I mean, so I, like you said, so I started Intern Queen. Actually, I officially started it like full time um, exactly 10 years ago. So 2019 is the 10 year anniversary of Intern Queen, which is very exciting. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, I started internqueen.com. It's a free internship website where college, high school and college students can go on. They can apply for internships. They can, um, read our internship and career advice. But I started that website because when I was in college, there really were not Mm -hmm. enough resources for me. So I created that. And then just a few months ago, we launched careerqueen.com, which is kind of the big sister site to Intern Queen. Mm -hmm. Um, We launched it with just a bunch of like really specific niche content. Um, There's so many job websites out there now. So I didn't want just like more articles on how to write a resume. Um, But like really specific articles like... um, a day in the life of a social media coordinator at, mm-hmm. you know, a real job or something like that, or how to ask your boss for a raise questions that are content that I think is yeah. just a little bit more, I guess, niche and focused and specific and all that. Um, but yeah, so I, I have these two platforms and it has been interesting. And um, when I first started Intern Queen, the advice was like, get involved. You're not involved enough. And mm-hmm. I think that kind of spoke to 2009 and the recession and the place that everyone was in. And I spent a lot of time just telling people to get involved. And mm-hmm. I feel like now, now, 10 years later, my com- I mean, there, there are still young people out there that need to hear, get involved. They yeah. just do. But <laughs> I feel like the people that I was speaking to before, I'm now having to change that advice and say, hey, you've gone a little nuts. Like you don't mm-hmm. need to be involved with everything. You know, let's pull back and let's really work on, um, you know, the quality of our commitments rather yeah. than the quantity of them. So it is interesting how that advice has changed. And, you know, for me as an entrepreneur, like, I mean, man, again, I've been doing this now for 10 years full time. I feel like every year there's like a different theme or lesson that kind of comes along with that year. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's not easy. And I'm learning how to do things better and changing it up all the time. Um, just this morning, I was talking to someone about, 
you know, we used to go in the office. We have an office in LA. We used to go in every day. And now we're trying to pull back and be a little bit more flexible about Mm -hmm. it. You know, is that the right way to do it? Should you be in all the time? Should you not? What's best? What's, you know, so I just think like with every part of business, running a business and entrepreneurship, you're just always like testing and learning and failing and recovering Mm -hmm. and all those things. Yeah. Okay, so it's time for a little bit of a break because you guys, I am so, so stinking proud to partner with this company today, um, March of Dimes. You might have heard me talk about them in the last few episodes, and they are really leading the fight for the health of all moms and babies. They not only support research, but they also lead programs and provide education and advocacy so that every baby can have the best possible start. I mean, how heartwarming. And in January and February, March of Dimes is observing Birth Defects Prevention Month. Um, This is an annual event in which March of Dimes partners with the CDC to generate awareness uh, for women who are able to have babies, um, families, and healthcare providers about what actions they can take to help prevent birth defects. And guys, this is like such such good work that they're doing. Um, again, for, for more information, you guys should go visit marchofdimes.org slash let's talk about it. Again, for more information, visit marchofdimes.org slash let's talk about it. And now we can get back to the show. I think it, it's very um, it's very different, this lifestyle of being an entrepreneur versus having a stable nine to five, um, because not only are there so many things to do on a regular basis, but I think that the work-life balance becomes really blurred um, to where you do completely find yourself overworking and you don't really have those same uh, like boundaries on yourself or even accountability. And I think there's a lot of like shame and guilt that goes into entrepreneurs like day to day of feeling like, did I do enough today? Like, is this going to get me to where I need to be or to where I want to go? Um, and I, I think kind of taking a step back and being like, okay, hold on. Like this shift that you're kind of making of like, you know, we don't need to be in the office every single day. And like, just kind of expanding the, um, kind of that judgment-free space to be able to be kind to yourself and to say, you know, you actually might be performing better if like you give yourself a little bit of a break. <laughs> yes. I mean, everything you're saying, I do, I deal with all the time. I know I was telling you right before we started recording that, mm-hmm. um, I mean, an example is like, you're absolutely right. As an entrepreneur, I have to set my own boundaries and that can be really hard because you're constantly saying, okay, like, yes, I want to get back to everybody. Yes. I want to get I want to do everything for everyone, but like there has to be an order to it. Mm -hmm. You can't do, you're only one, I'm only one person. I can only do so many things at the same time. So you have to start prioritizing. You know, typically you do that by deadline or if you have like a fussy client, then you'll prioritize their Mm -hmm. stuff. But you know, when you have a lot coming at you, it's hard to say, okay, this isn't urgent. So I'm not going to respond to this tonight. It's Mm -hmm. just every day. That's a battle of like, when, you know, when do you stop? Um, And I'm always like testing out new techniques there, but Over the weekend, I was in Las Vegas. My husband had a big work event there. And I, you know, I went down on Wednesday. I worked from the hotel all day Thursday, Friday morning, and definitely had that like, ah, I'm falling under the water (laughs) feeling like everything is rising above me. But at some point, like I wanted to enjoy the weekend and I had already planned to take most of Friday off. And I just had to say like to my team, hey, as as I've told you for the past two weeks, I'm going to take the rest of the day off and I'm going to go, mm-hmm. you know, enjoy myself. And I literally had to, I had to, del- we use Slack in my office, yeah. like 
um, like instant messenger ish. So I had to delete the Slack app from my phone. I deleted, I, I already took my email off my phone. Like when I click the email icon on an iPhone, it's not there, Smart. but I can still be sneaky and log in through the Outlook app. I literally deleted yeah. the Outlook app. <laughs> I deleted the Slack app. I put up this away message that says, which I usually don't do, yeah. but it said something like, Hello, like I'm working hard on disconnecting and enjoying my weekend. So, you know, please, like if you don't hear back from me early next week, please follow up because you know how email is. Because again, I just think there's this idea that I'm going to see every single email and I'm only one Mm -hmm. person. I can't see everything. So follow up with me, you know? So I put that up, but that was like what I had to do. And it was kind of aggressive that I had to delete the, literally delete these apps from my phone. I thought about deleting Instagram. I didn't, but um, this (laughs) is what I had to do. You're like, no, I will have self-control in this area. (laughs) Right, right. I'm like, I think I can be okay here. But you know, I feel like that's what I needed to do to like Mm -hmm. protect myself and make sure that I had a fun time over the weekend because, you know, I look forward to this one like conference my husband's business does every year. And I knew that on Sunday when I was driving home to LA, like if I hadn't enjoyed myself, I would have been so upset. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's an example of like, you know, knowing your need and my need was like to have a good time and then doing whatever you can to like really take yourself seriously and make sure that like you're not going to get distracted. And, you know, I said in my away message and I said to my team, if anything's urgent, send me a text. And I don't think anyone texted me because it's work. Like we're not, I'm not a neurosurgeon, you know, (laughs) it's not urgent. So I think it's a good example though, of like, you have to do whatever it is you need to do, no matter how intense to like protect yourself. And especially when it comes to relaxing and not working, I've found that me not working is so important for my own, like mental health, my own sanity. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really have to protect that time because when you run your own business, no one's giving you that time off. Yeah. And it's, it's very easy, I think, to reach this state of like burnout and even, you know, I, I don't know if, if you would agree with this, but I know for me, like, you know, I, I came down to LA and I'm doing this short little visit here and recording a bunch. And now I'm like getting sick and I'm like sickly. And that's always kind of like my marker to when I'm like, okay, my body is telling me to like slow the fuck down, like chill out, like give yourself a minute. <laughs> and yeah. it's like you, you at least from my relationships with different entrepreneurs, most of my friend group in Seattle um, are entrepreneurs. And typically that's kind of like the point where they know they need to take time to relax is when they end up getting burnt out and they end up getting sick. And that's when it's like, okay, yeah, no, I need to, I need to, you know, pour back into my cup a little bit before I just keep emptying out to other people. Right, right. And I, I agree with you. We were talking about, I'm also getting sick. So we were talking <laughs> yeah. about this earlier. And it is like, I, you know, I was looking at my calendar for today and tomorrow and I'm like, oh, I didn't even give myself time to be sick. And I think that was a reminder to myself, like, yeah, we, you know, we all get into like crazy motivated land when we want to like overbook ourselves and be a hundred places at once and all that. But like, you know, I've really been trying to do better at like giving myself time in the day to actually like process things and be able to focus and get things done. I'm, I'm definitely guilty of being like, I can do 10 meetings and an <laughs> evening speaking engagement, you know, all at once. Look at me go. But then yeah. here I am, you know, I'm sick today. I have a bunch of meetings tomorrow and a speaking thing at UCLA tomorrow night. And I'm like, I hope I'm not coughing all over these people. Yeah. <laughs> like, I need to get it together. So yeah. yeah. And so for those of you listening, if you haven't figured out already, this is why we're doing a phone call here in LA instead of getting yeah, together. Taylor and I are both <laughs> like, uh, option. <laughs> both yes. Sick. So yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, so it's time for a short little break. And I'm really sad to say that I'm super late to jumping on this bandwagon of wireless earbuds, but I'm here finally to let you guys know that I have jumped on the wagon. It's 2019. We really got to get with it, guys. If you've been behind like me, then I'm really excited to share with you uh, a lovely sponsor for today's episode called Raycon. And you guys should really, really check them out uh, before you go like dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair of wireless earbuds uh, because the Raycon buds start at about half of the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market and they sound just as amazing. The company was actually founded by Ray J and celebrities like Snoop Dogg Dog, uh, who are already totally obsessed with using them. The Raycon's E50 wireless earbuds have totally changed the game for me. They're so comfortable and so easy to take anywhere and I've honestly, I like I talk in headphones all the time and it's been so nice to not like have to deal with, uh, you know, untangling the wires, which is like so messy. And like, honestly, I feel like a bit of a peasant because I'm like, okay, we got to get with the times here, people. And honestly, they don't just look great, but they sound super great too. Um, So even when I'm like, going for a walk or I'm like on the monorail going down to Pike Place, um, they're super easy to use. And they offer wireless earbuds for everyone in a range of fun colors and it's at an unbeatable price. So you guys can go to buyraycon.com and use promo code TAYLOR20 and get 20% off your order. That's promo code TAYLOR20 at buyraycon.com for 20% off Raycon wireless buds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is really the time to get this amazing deal. One more time, that's buyraycon.com and promo code TAYLOR20. And now that I'm with the times and you guys can get with the times, now we can get back to the show. I'm really curious actually if, you know, this... As I hear us talk about kind of, you know, being overworked and um, being really hard on ourselves and having... uh, kind of needing to consciously and very intentionally give ourselves those breaks in order to be more productive. I'm really curious what your experience has been in working with male entrepreneurs in this area, um, if they've kind of received the same thing, because I think this whole notion of like self-compassion and be kind to yourself and allow yourself to relax and self-care, you know, all the marketing for that kind of shit is all towards women. And it's typically associated as being more of a feminine kind of thing. And so I'm curious if you've done any kind of work um, with male entrepreneurs or just men in general on this kind of uh, topic? You know, I I have a little bit. In fact, in my, I was just with him over the weekend, but um, a friend of mine is a kind of like a time management coach slash slash expert. His name is Josh Notes. He's in out of Maryland Mm -hmm. and he was really helpful in contributing to my book. And he's really, he's an entrepreneur and just really good at, you know, I guess advice when it comes to setting up your day. And he really believes in like just building your day as, as you need it. So for him, it's making sure that he has time for his kids, time to proactively, you know, consult with all of his entrepreneurial business clients and time to play golf, Mm -hmm. but just really about like setting up your day in a way that works for you. But I mean, to your point in general, like, yes, I mean, you're right. I don't find myself having like a ton of self-care type conversations. I mean, my husband is an entrepreneur, so he's always like, whether he wants to be or not, he's like part of my daily battle with it. (laughs) Um, 
And I, I think he gets it, you know, while he's not necessarily like waving a self-care flag, like he, he gets it and he's all about like creating boundaries so that mm-hmm. you can achieve whatever you need to, you know, per- personally and professionally. And I think we've all kind of been trained that work comes first, like work, 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 yeah. work, work. And then, you know, when you have to go to baby showers and weddings and all that, it just feels like more work. It's, it's added to mm-hmm. that. And I really think we need to reverse that mentality and like prioritize our relationships and ourselves and then work, you know, like work doesn't have to be, again, you can't do everything all the time. So yeah, no. And I think like to your point of like everything starting to feel like work, I think that's also when like, when we're not giving time for ourselves, then literally every single thing that we do feels like work. And there are even times where, you know, for me, the fact that I get to do this podcast and I get to talk to amazing people like you who are doing amazing things and share this conversation with a bunch of other people. And like, to me, it's just such a a wild concept to even think about that I do this and that this is work. And there are days where, you know, it doesn't feel like work at all. And then there are other days that are like, I have nothing in me and this is going to drain me completely. And it's like, then even just going and meeting with this person is feels like work. And as an entrepreneur, almost everything that you do can be considered work as well. Because especially when it's all about networking and all of that, like there's got to be space for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, and I think all you can do is kind of experiment. Like, I mean, again, I'm living this every day, so I can give you a couple yeah. of examples of what I'm trying to do. Yeah, like, I literally. Do. So I have an assistant at intern queen at my company. And I literally called her last week and I said, look, I have this huge task list. All of my stuff is in red because I'm late. (laughs) I'm late on it. And I clearly like, if I'm on calls and in meetings all day long, like I'm not going to be able to, to do this list of things you know, unless I'm up early in the morning or late at night. And I'm trying to do less and less of that. Yeah. <laughs> so like you know, delegating. Work all day. Yeah. So I said to her, I was like, can you stop like booking me on things, you know, after 1 p.m. every day so that I can just like focus on whatever creative things I want to do, whether it's like, you know, calling yeah. into a, a podcast like yours or working on a book proposal or whatever those tasks are. Because the reality is a lot of the things on my task list aren't just like quick emails. You know, those are easy. Mm-hmm. But what about the things that require some thought? You know, you can't do that in five minute increments between calls all day. Yeah. So it's something that I'm going to try is like, okay, at 1 p.m., like the scheduled like sales pitches and all that, like that stops. And then I can just go into my bubble and like hibernate and focus and maybe get some more things done. Mm -hmm. And the other tip would be like trying to push back. So an example you might be able to relate to this relate to this a little bit is I just sold the audio rights to my book, get it together. So now, you know, I'm going to sit in a studio and I'm going to read the book on a tape, which I think yeah. is probably going to be, sounds really cool. It's probably going to be really exhausting yeah, <laughs> and really cool, right? I'm going to be exhausted after I'm sure. But, you know, they emailed me and they're like, we want you to block two days to like do all of this. And I wrote them back and I was like, you know, reading five minutes of my book out loud is exhausting. I can't imagine doing this in two days. So I pushed back, even though I'd Mm -hmm. never met them before. And I said, you know, very politely, is there any way we can do this over like four to six days and do smaller amounts of time? Yeah. And you know, they said yes. And it's just an example of like, sometimes you do need to push back, even if it's Mm -hmm. with strangers or new clients or new business, because you know, you have to know yourself and your own needs. And I just pictured myself being so dead after talking for eight hours in one day. Yeah. So, you know, push back when you can. Don't be afraid of that. Like your job is to mm-hmm. protect yourself. 
Yeah. And I think part of even allowing yourself to get to that point is pushing through some of the, like the shame or the guilt that you might feel on it. Like yeah. of saying, you know, oh, this company is not going to think I'm like professional enough. Or yeah, exactly. You know. <laughs> right. That's so much of it is like, oh, are they not going to like me or yeah. are they going to think I'm a diva because I want yeah. to talk all day? Even today yeah, with being exactly. like, hey, can we record this over the phone instead of being in person maybe because we're right. like sick and gross? Like, is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Ex- right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It, it happens. Okay, it's time for a short break because I have found one of like the first companies that I've ever discovered that sells products that have never been tested on animals and they're planting 1 million trees by the end of 2020. And I really want to introduce them to you guys as a wonderful sponsor for the pod today and that is Grove.co. That's where I've got all my cleaning products from Myers and my Dr. Bronner's, which is my favorite Grove.co makes shopping for natural products super easy. You don't have to actually like search for a local store hoping that they carry what you want or worry that you're overpaying for quote unquote organic products that are actually from like questionable websites. And Grove.co is actually the only site you need to shop to get organic, eco-friendly and sustainable products from top brands like 7th Generation, Dr. Bronner's, Smyers, all my favorite brands and like all my cleaning supplies and my beauty products, I try to source from those companies specifically. So Grove.co is like a one-stop shop. Um, and they're actually a B corporation, which is a new kind of business that I'm new to learning about. Um, but they actually balance purpose and profit. So they are actually legally required to consider the impact of their decisions on their workers, customers, suppliers, community, and environment. So when you shop at Grove.co, you know that you're actually doing something good for you, your home, and the planet. So please, right now, you can start and get a free $30 uh, Mrs. Myers gift card set at uh, grove.co slash Taylor with your first order. That's a special offer for just our listeners to get a free $30 Mrs. Myers gift set uh, at grove.co slash Taylor. Again, that's grove.co, C-O slash Taylor. And I'm so excited to partner with them because they carry all my favorite products and it makes it so much easier. So I really hope you guys enjoy um, this uh, special offer that's just for you guys. Again, one last time, that is grove.co slash Taylor for a free $30 uh, Mrs. Myers gift set. So I hope you guys enjoy and we can get back to the show. We've talked a little bit about, you know, being overworked and kind of the busyness and taking space. And um, I want to get a little bit into, uh, you know, because I think this is relatable even for people that aren't entrepreneurs, but how to cope with failure. And I believe that's a topic that you've covered. Um, And so I was hoping you can maybe speak a little bit to how you've encouraged people to cope with failure and maybe a a personal example or something of of how you have. Yeah, I think coping with failure is so important. Um, In my book, chapter three is all about coping with failure. It was supposed to be like the last chapter. And Mm -hmm. I remember having a conversation with my book team and saying like, we have to move this up. If someone's going to try to get it together, they have to be able to deal with failure because... As you try to get it together, you constantly fail. Yeah. It's like a bad joke. You're just like, and you know, there's a lot of like, I, I always call it like I'm fighting with myself, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and my husband's always like, stop fighting with yourself. I can't keep up. <laughs> um, and I'm trying, I'm 
trying to get it together. But anyways, um, so I think coping with failure is such a big part of it. And we're so hard on ourselves. I mean, I'm guilty of this still. I'm trying to be better about it. Like we're just so hard on ourselves when we mess up the smallest thing. (laughs) And so we have to learn how to, you know, how to cope with failure. And that could be like, you know, again, it could be anything from when I was working on my book, which I will remind you is called Get It Together. I lost my wallet in New York City. And like, I think that's the epitome of not having it together. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I remember feeling like such an idiot because I'm like, here I am writing a book called Get It Together and I clearly don't have it together. And I, mm-hmm. I write about that in the book. Um, so I think, you know, there's, there's failure like that where you're just really mad at yourself. And then there's like failure at work or rejection when you don't get a job or someone doesn't want to work with you or whatever it is. And I think there's this myth that like, once you're successful, you don't get rejected anymore. It's actually the opposite. (laughs) Once you're putting yourself out there more, then you probably get rejected more. Mm -hmm. Um, Yep. So yeah, I mean, it, it just happens all the time. So it's so important to deal with it in a, in a productive and healthy way. Um, I've had a lot of interesting conversations about this, but I always encourage people to think about a time when you dealt with failure and you were okay. Cause we all, we, we've all like had the not so healthy experiences, but then also I think sometimes we do deal with it in an, in a healthy way, but we forget what that technique is. So in the book, I really encourage people to kind of, I have like a workbook section where you actually write out like how you've dealt with failure in a really healthy, positive way, because so much of getting it together Mm -hmm. is just, like I said at the beginning, knowing your needs and knowing what works for you and kind of activating those solutions. So like for me, and I, have said this <laughs> before, but, uh, like if I'm, if I'm at home, I can't do this at work, obviously, but mm-hmm. if I'm at home and I just can't shake a rejection, I will literally like make myself shower. <laughs> and there's something about showering that just makes me feel like I'm like cleansing myself yes. of the rejection. And <laughs> that is something kind of weird, but it totally works for me. Um, a lot of times if I'm at work and I see an e- something that I, struggle with a little bit is like, you know, you're so focused, you're having a great day. And then you see an email that's just not positive. And some of them just roll off your shoulder. You don't care, but every once in a while they really hurt. So what I try to do in those situations is just kind of like close the box (laughs) for the moment. Like now's not the time. Exactly. And then go back to my to-do list. And there's something about being proactive and accomplishing something else that helps me put that rejection into perspective. So that's something that's worked for me. But you know, we're all different and we all have to find that thing. And I think sometimes you can keep going and sometimes you just need to like stop what you're doing, go do something totally different, go shopping, go take a walk, go call a friend and talk about her babies or something and, you know, and then go back to it at a later date. But I think you want to try to get to a place where the rejection isn't derailing you too much. Cause Mm -hmm. I've, you know, I've had days where rejection can, you know, can derail you like five days at a time sometimes if it really, you know, gets to you. So. Yeah, no, I, God, I really, I love everything that you just said. Um, no wonder we were put in contact with each other. Um, no, I think, especially kind of to your point, um, a little bit earlier on about talking about, you know, here you are in New York and, you know, you're supposed to be writing this book about having it together and, um, you can't find your wallet. And I think even just thinking of that, it's like, you know, yes, people will look at you and say, you know, you're a successful person and therefore you must really have it together and you must be, you know, kind of this uh, embodiment of perfect and success. And I think it's really important to give ourselves space to be imperfect and to like, you can certainly be professional and be very knowledgeable and not get everything right all the time. Like that was something 
you know, uh, I've even been criticized of, uh, not a lot, but here and there from people on the podcast, even where, you know, I'll say like, oh, I I think it was this article that was saying this, but like, I'm not totally sure. And it's like, oh, well, she doesn't seem sure of herself. So like, she's not being a good professional. Like she should know these things. And it's like, we really can't all have it all together all the fucking time. So like, (laughs) we really need to, you know, work on that within ourselves. And then also with how we project that out to other people. And I think even how you explained like coping with failure were some great examples. Um, I do that all the time of like, you know, closing the box, as you said, and, you know, waiting until you're in a safe place emotionally to, to kind of deal with that as opposed to letting it kind of throw off your entire day. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, I think, you know, as much as it's important to love yourself, you also have to love other people and be kind to other people and, you know, just give people the benefit of the doubt and, Mm -hmm. you know, give them like love and support and honesty and encouragement and all those things. Much easier said than done. But, you know, I know like when I mess up something, (laughs) my mom loves to like make sure I I take the blame. (laughs) She loves to make sure that I understand what I did wrong, but then it's always like, okay, next, like moving on, moving Mm -hmm. on. And I try to (laughs) tell my friends that too. And they're really upset because of whatever it's like, okay, this happened. Let's acknowledge it. And like, now let's move on to the next thing. Yeah. Well, and even your, um, your statement of, you know, even that you said in in the book of, of, reflecting on a time that you've failed and been okay and like how you've dealt with that I think is super important and it's honestly something that it's an important technique that therapists even use of like when someone's really struggling with something and thinks that they can't get through it it's like okay well you know can we think how you know tell me about a time when you did this and you know, you were okay. Um, so I think that's really, really great that you included that in there, um, which made me think like, if you have any experience being in therapy personally, if that's ever been something that you've gone into, I mean, with, I can't really I imagine. I don't, I don't. I'm flattered that I feel like I'm in line with the pros <laughs> when you said that, but no, I really, um, yeah. I really don't have any experience with it. Just, you know, talk, my friends and I talking to each other through mm-hmm. life. But yeah, <laughs> no, that's, that's good to have, honestly, it. support, Having a support system is so, so, so important, not only in, um, you know, different struggles with your mental health, but also in being an entrepreneur, like you've got to have that support. Absolutely. Um, I talk about that in the book a lot too. And just in general, like I'm, you know, I, I do have a, a, a small circle of entrepreneur friends. They're kind of all, they're not necessarily in LA. Most of my LA friends actually kind of have like totally opposite jobs and work in like Hollywood and mm-hmm. celebrity PR and that kind of stuff. So they can't necessarily relate to some of my <laughs> entrepreneurial issues, yeah. but I, I talk about in the book, like kind of venting to the right people. So when I have a problem that's kind of business related. I tend to call some of my friends who are also running their own businesses just because I think sometimes they might understand it a little bit more or maybe they've had experience with something similar. Um, And then in general, like I'm one of those people that's really close with like all my like high school friends. Mm -hmm. So like I, you know, my, the people that I grew up with, I'm still like super close with, even though I'm from Florida. So even though I live in LA and they're in Florida, et cetera. But I think the one like common thread with all of my friends is they're all super honest, super unfiltered and like they're going to give me tough love regardless. Mm -hmm. So it is nice to be surrounded by that because they're not going to let me kind of like 
whine, you know, yeah. on for too long about anything, they're going to be very quick to be like, okay, like it's time to get over it. And if they think I messed up, they're also pretty quick to tell me that. Cause I think it's important to, you know, surround yourself with people that are going to tell you the truth and aren't just going yes. to like, you know, rub your back and tell you that you did everything right when you did it. So, and I think especially, I don't know, as an entrepreneur, I always feel like, you know, I don't have a boss. Yeah. <laughs> right. And sometimes keep I you want accountable a boss. For like things. I want someone to tell, to give me feedback and, you know, my employees aren't going to do that really because mm-hmm. like I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm attached yep. to their paychecks. <laughs> so I always like reaching out to, you know, friends who I know are going to give me like the hard truth and, you know, asking for their opinion because it's important. You know, I think we all like, at least some of us like getting feedback and like kind of being put in our place sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, well, you know, whenever I have a new thing, I like reaching out to people who I know are going to give me that, that tough love. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's very important for growth um, to get, to have that kind of feedback and to understand, you know, areas that you need to maybe refine or that, that you can grow in. Um, yeah. I mean, even like, honestly, right before this call, we got um, our designer sent me, kind of a, we're just like refreshing our like creative materials or like one sheets and stuff about our business. And mm-hmm. so our designer sent it to me and I just wanted to get some like real feedback. So I sent it to a couple of friends and like one wrote me back within seconds and she was like, oh my God, this color is disgusting. It makes me want to puke. <laughs> so you're like, okay, like there it is. Thank you. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, you're like, well, that's an honest reaction. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's good. No, I mean, the getting that good feedback is very important. Um, one thing I want to transition into a little bit, because we've kind of talked about, you know, being, getting a lot of work done, but then there's also a lot of times where it's really hard to get work done um, and can be really challenging to get motivated and to feel like, um, to feel confident and to feel like you have maybe the energy or you have the capability to do some of these things. So I imagine maybe some of the people that you've worked with through Intern Queen who have struggled, you know, maybe in the early stages um, of feeling like they can do certain things or maybe even people, you know, that are already kind of set in their careers but feel like they're really lacking motivation and like they don't don't know what to do, don't know how to do what they want to do um, and just kind of what your experience has been in that area. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm really big on, I'm really big on goal setting. And, you know, if you're in college, maybe your goal is to land a great summer internship, right? Or if you're an entrepreneur like me, maybe it's to like double the revenue of your business or whatever, or maybe it's a personal goal, which is, maybe it's a weight loss goal, who knows? So I think we all have all these goals, which is great, but I'm really big on kind of setting up the roadmap of what it's going to take to get from where you are to where you want to be. So with the new year, you know, just happening was like, I mean, you can write down your goals yeah. at whatever time, like you can start tomorrow. It's obviously, you know, January, February, perfect timing to write down those goals. But I mean, I can just give you like an example is, and I, I talk about this, I have this like really intense goal setting chapter um, in my book. My mom was actually like, I hate that chapter. I'm like, well, maybe it's not relevant. I don't know. Mom. Like, maybe this chapter is not for you, mom. <laughs> yeah. She's like, this is too intense. I'm like, well, it's an intense goal setting chapter. I don't yeah. know. But anyway, so, you know, what I do is like, I open a new notebook, usually like once every six weeks or so. And the first three pages are like my three goals for the year. So the goals are, I just write them over and over every time I need a new notebook. So the goals usually don't change that much. If they did, that's fine. But like come up with what your three goals are for the year. 
and then kind of break it down. Um, again, in the book, I call it your YQMB, which is your yearly, um, quarterly, monthly, and biweekly goals. So I'm really big on like taking that bigger goal, breaking it down into smaller steps, and then looking at those like biweekly, you know, biweekly is the smallest goals that I have. So it's like every other week and just saying, okay, if like this is where I want to be every other week, like what do I, what's my action plan? What do I need to do to get there? So, you know, for me, I'm trying to double the revenue of Intern Queen for 2019. So I literally have like the dollar amounts of, you know, this is how much money I need to make every year, every quarter, every, I have all that down. And then I have the action plan of like, this is what I need to do to hit these smaller goals. And I'm constantly like track, I'm like obsessed with tracking and measuring those goals and making sure that like, I'm, I'm doing what I need to do to get there. So like, I have like my first three pages of my notebook are about like, one's about weight loss. One's about making more money and the other's about like writing, um, better content. That's just, I think in the past we've been caught up with like the quantity of content instead of the quality. Mm -hmm. So, but I think that's, I, I love doing this because it's always at the front of my notebook. So whenever I'm feeling lost or just having one of those days, which I probably do every couple of days, it's just like you, I call it like, <laughs> like monkeying around time. I'm like, I just <laughs> cannot focus. I'm just like yep. being a monkey. I don't even yep. know what I'm doing. I'm just not doing what I'm supposed to do, mm-hmm. but it really helps me just knowing it's always right next to my computer, just going back to those goals and being like, Oh, here's my action plan. Like I'm yeah. lost right now, but this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So that really helps. So, and again, that could be anything from like, okay, you want to land a summer internship? Well, they're really competitive. So how many are you going to have to apply to every week, every month to land that internship of your dreams? And probably overestimating a little bit to make sure that, um, to make sure that you're good. Or a lot of people might do that when it comes to, um, applying for a job or trying to get a raise, or if you're, you're an entrepreneur, like trying to get that next big deal. So those are some of the things that I do in terms of like goal setting and tracking to make sure that I'm, you know, yeah. on it. Yeah. And one thing as I was, uh, I think, I think first, I think that that's super helpful and people who kind of need to like see things written out, like that that's very, very helpful for them. I'm definitely one of those people. I have my planner and I have weekly things that I'm going to do and daily things that I'm going to do that help kind of keep me on track. Um, and one thing as I was kind of like stalking your Instagram a little bit, um, <laughs> you had this little video uh, and I believe it was like around, uh, you know, it being New Year's and your goals and whatnot. And you had this whole thing about like sticking with your method, not your mood. And like, I even thought about that this morning um, as I'm like, okay, you know, I have these three recordings today and like, I'm sick and I just feel so exhausted. And I'm like, am I in the mood to be a host and, you know, <laughs> do things? No, I'm in the mood to like nap and, you know, drink lots of fluids and be blowing my nose a lot. Um, but it was like, you know, okay, no, like what's like the overall uh, goal here? And I just was hoping you can maybe expand a little bit on that. And I would love to put a link um, in our episode notes to that little video because that was super helpful to stick with the method, not your mood. Yeah, I love that. And I think you gave the perfect example of what that <laughs> means, right? And it is hard when you're sick. You're like, I was yeah. doing the same thing. Like, you want to kind of stick to the script and how much of it can you stick to? Can you not, mm-hmm. or can you be flexible, et cetera? But yeah, I just like, I find myself making so, I'm so good at making the plan, right? At like Same. making the to-do list, coming up with the goal, coming up with the plan. And where I really kind of fumble is the execution and the follow through, which is too bad. Yep. Yep. No, I'm <laughs> and, honestly you know, I'm really exact trying way. to be, I'm trying to get it together and <laughs> trying to be better. But, uh, you know, I found that 
one of the biggest reasons that I wasn't accomplishing what I wanted to accomplish was that I just wasn't sticking to the script. Mm -hmm. And I would just make these decisions based on my mood. I mean, for me, a lot of times it's being hungry. Like (laughs) I will just, my whole, I'll be hungry and I will just like lose like three hours of my day. I'll be like, well, now I have to leave the office. Now I have to go get food. Oops. Now I need coffee. (laughs) Now I should run this errand. And then I'm not home to actually get back to work for another three hours. So I literally base my whole work around making sure that I eat three separate meals. So almost kind of how we were talking about earlier about like um, giving yourself some some space and not being overworked. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm like prepare, vi- right, preparing yeah. for that. Like doing what you, right. Like mm-hmm. if you know that's an issue, right. Like I need to make sure I have food then. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm like very particular and that I'll work for like two, three hours and I have a snack break and then I'll yeah. work for another like two hours and then I have lunch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I hear you. And so, you know, it's just this idea of like not, you know, not making decisions based on your mood. And if you know a mood's coming, again, it goes back to like knowing your needs Mm -hmm. and setting yourself up for success and not for failure. Like I will... I'll plan to go work out on a day when like I'm going to be across town. And and like, if I thought about it, I would just know, like, I know myself, I'm not going to go work out after being like, (laughs) not home all day across town. I'm going to be stuck in traffic for an hour. Like, I just know myself, I'm not going to go. So, you know, it's, I think it's a mix of like setting yourself up for success And then, you know, once you do make the plan, it's sticking to it and not changing your mind because of the mood you're in, Mm -hmm. because you're tired or you're hungry or you're cranky or you're, you know, something happened at work and it threw you like, that's the worst when like a rejection throws you and then, you know, you're bummed. So Mm -hmm. you're making decisions off of your mood and you're like, ugh. and I'm so guilty of that. Like something happens and then you're like, ugh. I'm done. I'm done for the day. Yeah. You know, when you like yeah. make your proclamation and like, then I like sit on the couch and watch Vanderpump Rules or something. Yep. So, no, I so, know. so relate to that, having that just yeah. throw your whole day off. And I think yep. a big one that, <laughs> at least a big one that's for me is like, if it's sunny outside, I literally, and, I, and I've talked with my friends about this in Seattle too. Um, if it is in a beautiful day outside, I will postpone all of my work until after the sun has gone down. <laughs> like, because I'm like, no, I need to be outside. Like, this is, you know, <laughs> I have to oh soak God, up I this vitamin that. D. I would love and, to be in the sun right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, literally in summertime, like, I will postpone my work until, like, it is dark out. <laughs> I love that. Well, and then, but, you know, it's like knowing what, knowing what works for you. <laughs> yes. The vitamin D is important in Seattle. <laughs> That's true. You don't, yeah, you guys don't get a lot of it. That's funny. Yeah, not a ton. Um, but no, I think that the sticking to the method and not letting your mood drive you is such an important point. And I love, love, loved that you um, included that in your Instagram and in that video going in, going into the new year. And I think it's like a good thing to remind yourself daily, especially if you're one of those people that does feel all the feelings like me. And, you know, you just feeling things all the time, but to make yeah. sure that you're staying on, on what your goals are and, um, maybe learning to adjust your moods to better fit some of the, some of the stuff that, that you want to accomplish. Um, yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, well, I would love to continue asking you so many more questions, um, but I think it's about time to wrap up a little bit. Um, if people want to like continue to, uh, you know, hear some of your advice in terms of um, intern queen, career queen, um, where can people find you? I think 
I feel like these days the easiest place is probably Instagram. Yeah. So it's at intern queen is our like main Instagram. And then we just launched at official career queen. And then if you just can't get enough, I am, <laughs> my personal Instagram is just at official Lauren Berger. So at intern queen, at official career queen, at official Lauren Berger, we have internqueen.com and careerqueen.com. And then my book, Get It Together is available on Barnes and Noble, Amazon, and all the places. So definitely check it out. Wonderful. Um, thank you so much for taking the time, uh, being sick with me to have this conversation. And I really hope that you're able to make some space for you today. Um, I know that's something I'm prioritizing (laughs) after this is to, you know, take time to add a little bit more in my cup. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much. I'm, I'm so excited to, uh, to stay in touch. Yeah. I'll hopefully see you soon. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode today and would love to hear some feedback from you guys. You can head over to iTunes and leave a review. And if you have any questions for me about um, topics that you want covered in the future, feel free to send me an email at ask.letstalkaboutit at gmail.com. I love taking your guys' feedback into consideration for recording episodes and really hope you guys took away some things from today's episode. And I'll be back next week talking about something new. So have a good rest of your week, you guys, and I will talk to you soon. This podcast is brought to you by Wave Podcast Network. Check out all of our shows, including the Brain Candy Podcast, I Don't Get It, Babes and Babies, Coffee Convos, and Let's Talk About It. At Kroger, we know the minute a tomato is picked, the fresh timer starts. The sooner we get our produce to you, the fresher it is. That's why we've shortened the time from harvest to home for our tasty tomatoes, strawberries, and salads. So no matter how you shop, you have more time with your fresh produce. Kroger, fresh for everyone. And now, shop what you love and save $2 on each participating item when you buy three or more with your card. Kroger, fresh for everyone.